0: Hey guys, happy hump day, Wednesday. Um, I know that that last podcast I recorded was kind of wordy, so I'm looking forward to this one being a little bit (laughs) shorter, sweeter, a little bit easier to follow. I think it will be more organic. So hopefully it sounds more like I'm talking to you instead of just reading from Wikipedia. (laughs) But anyway, today I wanted to talk about mentors and how to land a mentor and keep them how to make their relationship work for you and obviously for the other person so there is a running joke between myself and some of my friends that dressage riders and jumpers have coaches and barrel racers watch youtube videos (laughs) because it seems to be kind of trending um and I have no problem with the access That we have to information now. I think it's a great thing. I also think that it can be detrimental when you see someone doing something or using a piece of equipment that you have never used, you don't know what it feels like, and then trying to put it into practice for you. That's where I have a problem with it. And that's why I think that having a mentor is so crucial now because we do have access to all this information. And the great thing about that is it brings about conversation. So having someone that is looking out for your best interests that should hopefully know a whole lot more than you do on all the subjects is going to be willing to discuss any questions that you have. So there's really no lose to it, (laughs) I think. Um, you You could ask anyone that's ever mentored me. I'm probably the most annoying person ever because I ask a million questions. And then I might forget the answers and ask them all again. But that's the point of it. Um, So, like I said, it's becoming a lot more widely accepted that everyone needs mentors. And that no one succeeds alone. I think that it's a growing process. We love the idea of someone that has natural talent. That is just a cut above. That didn't need anything. That didn't need anyone. And they just went and succeeded and won and dominated But the reality is, it's just not like that. No one wins alone. And talent only takes you so far. So that's why effective coaching and learning is what's going to really put you ahead. Consistency is your friend. No matter what you're doing, longevity is procured through consistency. So the common question is, how do I find a mentor or a coach? And you can apply this to anything. I think that we should all have mentors in more than one area of our life. Uh, Obviously, I'm referring to uh, barrel horses and and having a trainer. But spiritually, emotionally, physically, whatever you're choosing to do. I mean, people hire personal trainers at the gym. So that's a mentor, you know. I mean, uh, spiritually, whether it's a church leader or what what have you that's that is still a mentor so i think the i dealt with this puzzle the pieces of this puzzle over and over again trying to find a way to make them all fit and wanting to break further into this world and ride futurity horses and go to rodeos and have better better mounts under me <clears throat> and i and i rode okay but you still make such a big leap when you find someone that can help you put the pieces together. So now years later, I can look back and pinpoint what helped develop the mentorship that I have. And starting with the mindset not to have when you approach a relationship like this with. Now, I think most people mean well, but if you bluntly ask someone that doesn't really know you to be a mentor, that puts them in a very awkward position because they're going to feel bad about saying no or they're going to feel very forced and obligated to say yes. But you have to remember going forward that a mentorship is not about you and they will not come and find you. This is the type of relationship that requires you to be very proactive. So... When I found the person that mentors me, I wasn't necessarily looking for a mentor. I think it was kind of bestowed upon me. (laughs) And, I mean, there's a few different ways to tell the story, I guess. But if I had to give a tip when you're initially looking, find someone that you want to be like. And not just a good trainer or a good jockey. You need to find someone who shares and understands a similar riding style. Because otherwise, you'll just end up very frustrated and probably burnt out. Because trying to reteach yourself to ride is extremely discouraging. <clears throat> That's why you have to take your time looking, also. So, um, studying the person, study them, watch how they treat their horses, watch how they treat the people they encounter, and then create realistic expectations from there. <clears throat> You can't really just ask someone to be a mentor up front. That's just too much of an ask of someone that doesn't know what you're about. That's very, very formal. If someone was to come up to me and say, "Hey, would you mentor me?" I would be like well that's a that's a tall order like mentor you how like realizing that they are not infallible <clears throat> but you also have to evaluate then if your learning style can sync with them. Some people are very good performers. Not everyone is a great coach. Now, some people, their learning style is going to sync with someone who is very, very vocal and can explain things well. Some people, like myself, I do I prefer someone that doesn't necessarily hover. They tell me how to do something, maybe demonstrate it, watch me do it once and then they disappear and let me work on it for a while, come back, evaluate it again. That's probably my preferred way of learning. Um, It's the way that I can commit it to memory the best. And then organically evolving the relationship based on mutual respect and trust is the strongest way to grow it. Because you can't get greedy and force it. it's Just like any relationship, it's going to take time to build up that trust so that they can feel comfortable calling you out on things, which is the point of a mentor. You have to allow yourself to be challenged. It's different from a peer or a spouse or a parent. Um, what you do after they challenge you is crucial to your growth because this is exactly what you asked for. Now you can, you know, kick the dart, pout, get mad and just say screw you that says a lot about your ability to learn <laughs> so when you are challenged inevitably you it is your duty then to take that challenge square on and say okay now what do I need to do to change that and that is the whole point of having a mentor and then constantly asking for feedback that's something that once you've developed that relationship and that comfort that the niceties are going to wear off. That feeling like they got to baby you through steps is going to wear off. So, and like I said, my style, my preferred learning style. Um, and I think now that this, this person that's been mentoring me for quite a while, obviously we've learned each other well enough. So, um, for instance, today um, we are planning to haul the horses to an arena tomorrow to make some runs. So lately, I've been kind of pitching the reins out to these couple of mares I've been riding, especially mine, and really focusing on long and low movement and trying to get them to comfortably just go slow and relax. And I, I'm very pro relax and happy mindsets. I think that's wonderful. But then you deal with stiffness after a while, which is what is beginning to happen. So you go from letting them be really pitched out and long and low and relaxed to now asking them to bridle up again. And it's a constant back and forth, just helping them find that happy medium so that you can leave them alone once you get to the place that you are going to go make a run at. You micromanage them at home. You work on perfection in your own arena so that when you get to wherever you are, it's the jackpot, rodeo, NFR, I don't care. (laughs) Then you can hit 85%. Because you have been perfect everywhere else. So today, again, here I am asking my horse to ride up into the bridle. And I usually change a gear, change my gear up a little bit depending on what I'm working on. I mean, when I had been asking my filly in particular to just move out forward and not really be compressed. <clears throat> I had her just in, I think I discussed bits a couple podcasts ago. So I had her in the port with some split reins, and I could really kind of just leave her alone in that. It's a lot of leverage, but I don't really touch her in it as it is, so she's very comfortable just carrying it. And then today, when I was working on back and forth and asking her to compress herself and move forward up into the bridle, I had some draw reins and a Loomis draw bit on, which is kind of, um, it works really well for her. So do... Do what you will with that information. It's just an example. Anyway, um, not that it I felt like it was going poorly, but it, I felt like it could get better. So I messed with it for a little bit on my own. And then finally I was like, okay, now I'm going to ask. Because probably even two, two years ago, a year and a half ago, I don't know. I would have been probably a little bit too, I hate to say shy, but maybe self-conscious to ask or felt like I was putting him out by saying, Hey, I need your attention for two minutes. That's at that point. You need to understand that you have to ask for feedback. You have to get off your butt. You have to not be afraid of looking like an idiot and just say, Hey, I need you to come play coach's corner for a second. And that's exactly what I said. I motioned him over and I was like, can you, do you have two minutes to play coach's corner? And his answer, of course, was absolutely. We figured it out. He's Nothing was really necessarily going wrong, like I said. But it could get better, and it did. And I'm glad I did that. So that is the only point I'm trying to make. You have to be proactive. And you absolutely have to commit to the process. Because it takes time. It takes time to learn someone's program. To learn how to improve or what made you, what made them what they are and that didn't happen overnight <clears throat> so assuming that you've gotten with someone whose teaching style syncs with your learning style and their riding style can sync with your riding style and you're capable of learning that then great now your job is to commit to the time and when I initially started riding with this gentleman I didn't show up expecting to have a new mentor i didn't even know if i was going to necessarily be able to ride after this guy or i'd be able to learn from him i showed up to unexpectedly maybe learn something and to give him a hand so i think the very first time i even rode with him i pulled in pulled my horses out pulled i think i had one horse in the trailer pulled my horse out and he told me right then and there you go ride that mare over there And I'll do your horse's feet. Okay. That was the very first time I think I ever actually spent any time around him. And that was kind of how it grew. So every time that I would show up, I would ask what I can do. Or if he had anything specific for me to do. And if I saw anything else that I could do, I just did it. I didn't wait to be asked. I thought to myself, the more I rode with him, that things were beginning to make sense. They were beginning to align. I discovered that I could learn from this person and that I needed to do things that added value to his time because if you've ever been around horse trainers specifically they are constantly battling the clock (laughs) business owners and horse trainers are forever battling the clock because time is their most precious currency so if you see a horse that needs it um needs to be blanketed or needs to be saddled or needs to be unsaddled or boots put on or water buckets. Whatever it was, whatever it was I could see that I could think of to do, I just did it. I didn't say anything. And then from there on, I knew that he was willing to help me. But in order to secure that relationship, that mentorship, and to grow it, I knew that I needed to out- add value to his life. So that's kind of the basis of the mentorship, the friendship, the relationship that we've grown here now especially is you know whether I show up and I do stalls or I exercise some horses or you know whatever I can think of. Anything, you know, it's a horse farm. You can imagine that there's always something going on. Whether we're at a barrel race or we're at the farm or we're at the racetrack, whatever it is, because he's also a farrier. If I need to hold a horse for him, I do that. And I'm I'm not sitting here patting myself on the back for the work I do for this guy. What I'm telling you is that in order to secure the kind of mentorship that is going to have longevity so that you can always look back and have all these bridges built and say, hey, if I ever need to, I can reach back into the, into my memories, reach back into that relationship and say, what do you think about this? Can you help me with this? So proactivity is your best friend and also being coachable and consistent. <laughs> that is the those are probably the most important parts after you've found the right person for you. So I can't really say that this was um maybe all that in depth. But hopefully it was effective. Because it's definitely been something that we've been cultivating for quite a while now. And um it's worked out great for me. So I remember I think it was probably I was like 20, probably 24. And I remember sitting there thinking like, oh man, like I just... My felt like I was banging my head against a wall. And so the very first time that it really hooked in that I could learn from this person was when I was like, okay, <laughs> can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? I think we were at a barrel race, actually, when I first was like, wow, like, okay, I think I can learn from this person. And he had several horses entered up in this jackpot. And I ran earlier, and then I could have very well gotten on the road, but I turned to him, and I said... Can I help you warm a horse up? Can I help you warm that horse up? Can I help you whatever, whatever it was? I can't remember. There's so many, there's so long ago now, but that's the basis of it. And it's still working for me. So hopefully this can work for you too. I appreciate you guys hanging in there. Hopefully it's a little bit easier to follow this time. I, I enjoy these ones where it's more organic and I'm talking to you, you know, like we're friends. It's like, let's have a sleepover party and eat some popcorn and grilled cheese. Woohoo. Anyway, (laughs) thank you guys very much for hanging in there. If you'd like more content, you can check out my blog at filthyfast.wordpress.com. Hit me up on the Instagram. My username is Naomi Jolene. That is definitely my favorite platform. Or even email me at filthyfast1, that's number one, at gmail.com. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. Hope we'll be back soon. Bye.